Oh yeah, namaste motherfuckers and welcome to Tantric Conversation, episode number five, Randy Robinson, part two. Uh, this is the second hour of the conversation I had with Randy a few weeks ago. Um, get a little bit more in depth with the uh, things that he alluded to in the first interview. Uh, I guess he, uh, I came back from taking a leak and he was feeling a little bit more chatty. He said, Curtis Payne, let's keep talking. So I turned the mics back on and, and we kept talking. And, uh, uh, like I, I alluded to in the other interview, um, he, he does get actually pretty direct and explicit in talking about. Uh, a recent change in his outlook that he's experienced, um, which for me is interesting to hear coming from him, um, being the, you know, how I have kind of come to know him is not so sentimental of a guy. So, um, that's interesting. But before we get to that, um, I do a little business. Um, I am, I do have a button on the page now um, under encourage me you can go in there and make a donation uh, help me keep doing this got a couple of exciting interviews coming up next week uh, Tommy Van Auken a painter I've always uh, respected and always liked and uh, Pete Humes uh, who used to be the editor of Punchline a weekly paper now defunct in Richmond Great writer, funny guy, real personality. Looking forward to that. And uh, I'd like to spend as much time gathering more of these interviews and putting more of them out there. And um, any amount that you want to kick in to support this, uh, as Tommy points out, um, this is uh, you know ending up being sort of a curating of the of the existing and the. Um, you know, I guess a particular generation of creative types in Richmond. Um, it's not going to be restricted to that, but it is also, it is turning out to be a collection of that right now from where I'm starting. It's pretty interesting. So if you're also interested in seeing that documented, uh, you can help support me doing that. Um, also, um, I'd love it if you want to leave some comments on these various interviews let me know what you think if you're having problems with the medium player uh if you think i'm full of shit if you think that somebody i'm interviewing is full of shit this is meant to be a dialogue so you got two people talking um but please weigh in now don't be a dick don't be unnecessarily shitty just to get a rise out of people but uh would love to you know get any feedback and there's a pace place on the page to do that uh, also, these interviews are available on iTunes now, and you can find them uh, just by doing a search in the podcasts uh, in the iTunes store. If you put in Tantra Conversation, they're there, and you might find them easier to download from there. They're all You can also subscribe, so every time I post one, it'll just come to your phone or mobile device, um, however you are listening to it. Uh, things are coming along good with this. It's been exciting i've been enjoying how the um the a theme kind of tends to volunteer and no matter what we talk about it we find that theme to be consistent at least i do 
Um, so, um, Randy Robinson, part two. We're coming up with that. And next week, Tommy Van Auken, Pete Humes. We're looking forward to that. All right. Let's get into it. Already in progress. I will. Right? You're pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to be free, you know, act it. You know, do your thing. You know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know, um, you should be able to do what you want. And I uh, believe in Anton LaVey's Bible. He said, if you go and stand in a field by yourself and someone enters that field and um, molest you in any way, then you are, by all means, right to to uh, defend yourself, to act upon it. It's not a quote, but it was to the gist of that. Um, you know, so if I'm not bothering you, I, I would, you know, be well advised not to bother me. And that's the way it should be, you know. You don't, don't start none, won't be none, you know. You know, so many people will will start something with somebody, and then when it gets, then they go, "I don't want any trouble." Well, you did. You just ordered a double helping of it. I brought it to you. <laughs> well, you don't want the pizza. It's a whole, it's an extra large pizza topped with ass whooping. I thought you were hungry, you know, and like, you know, you know. I mean, it's if you go to the store and ask for something behind the counter, they give it to you. you go, oh, I don't want that. Well, what, what the hell were you asking for it for? You know, get out of my store. You'd be more than happy to serve up, uh, uh, open up a can of whoop ass on somebody if they're asking for it. And, like, and you're not really an irrational dude when it comes to that. It's really down to, like, hey, you gotta respect me as a man. You gotta not, like, violate my shit, fuck with my shit, don't mess with my girl, don't mess with my money. Exactly. That's fine. And you're not gonna get hurt. Yeah, and, and I don't wanna get hurt. I don't want to go out and mess with, you know, it's like, I don't go out and mess with people, so I don't want to be messed with, you know, I, I try not to, um, I mean, I don't really try, I just don't fuck with people, um, you know, I rib my friends a little bit, and they rib me, you know, that, that's, that's different, but, you know, a stranger's a stranger, I'm not there to ruin your day, <clears throat> and, um, I'll be damned if you're gonna ruin mine, you know, because I got, I got a wife, you know, if I'm sitting at a bar with my wife, and we're eating some freaking nacho chips, and all of a sudden you want to come up and be a real smart ass, you know, okay, you know, I understand you got some, some sort of uh, comedic side to you, but, like, you know, I, I would never, you know, come up and do something. Or if somebody wants to start a fight with me or anyone, you know, you, you got to think, what, what's going on in that dude's head or, or that woman's head, you know, what, what's going on in their head? There's something wrong with their day or their life that, you know, I, I didn't cause, so I'm not going to take the brunt of your of your bad day. You know, and um, that happened just recently in, in New York City. A, a guy just wanted to start messing with me at a bar, and his face was already cut up and beat up. And I had to take him outside, and he asked me if I wanted to go outside. And so I, I said, yeah, we can go outside and smoke a cigarette. But if you want to go outside and dance, you better get your dancing shoes on. <laughs> and I went out, and I put, I put it on him like this. Hey, man. I don't know what's wrong with your mind or your heart right now, but I didn't cause it, brother. And you got to look at who caused this pain or this anguish in you and, you know, either go back to them and work it out with them or, or just let it ride because you can't take it out on other people. And, you know, there's a lot of love in the world. And if you, if you think about it, if you try, you know, and you look to the light, 
you, you will see that, that you're wrong and, and I have nothing to do with it. Now, if you want to continue to molest me and ruin my day, you know, I'm sitting in here. I told him, I said, I'm with my wife, man. We're on vacation and I'm happy. Um, so you can either give me a hug and understand that I'm telling you the truth or I can drag your teeth down the curb of this city street. <laughs> and there's a lot of funk on that street that's going to get all in your gums and all in your mouth. <laughs> and, you know, your face is already beat up. It's not going to get any better. Um, it's going to get worse, and there's not anyone out here that's going to help you. Um, and you're with a stranger that you don't know, and, you know, I have no ill will towards you, and I just really would appreciate if we could just, right now, man to man, you know, I have nothing against you. You should have nothing against me. If you really want to continue this um, this aggression towards me, then you know we can do that. But if I was you, I would give me How'd a hug. How'd that turn so out? He started crying. He, he gave wow. me a hug and started crying. Told me basically his whole life story. Uh, and um, he um, he left. And he, uh, you know, I think he thought a lot about it. Uh, in a in a split second, almost like I think he thought you're right. I didn't. You didn't provoke me. You didn't do anything wrong. I don't know you. I have no reason to be like this towards you. And I also think he thought, just like a video in his head, he saw what it would look like to be having his teeth. <laughs> he painted him a very vivid picture. Yeah. And, um, it turned out he had some family issues and he had some pain in his heart that uh that you know obviously wasn't caused by me or anyone around and um he broke down and started crying and we hugged it out and you know i like to think that uh somehow or other there's a, there's a brighter light shine out there and you can um if you uh use your head and use your heart you'll, you'll avoid most confrontations in that man you know i don't i mean i don't condone violence and i was raised you know not to use it to get what i want or as a reaction to stuff I mean, that's how I was raised, like, talking-wise. But some of the action I got was my dad whipped my ass as a, you know, last resort when, you know, most of the time I got good lead-up to it. He didn't just come go upside my head out of nowhere. But, I mean, he had his moments where he did fucking go upside my head out of nowhere, I guess. Like, you know, I, I pushed his buttons and that was it. So I did get that message that at some point, you know, you can use this. You can pull this out of the fucking bag of tricks. Um, if, if, you know, if, if you get if, to that point and they're not, and they're not respecting anything else, you know, all else fails, you know, and I mean, most of my fucking peers, most of the people that I'm friends with, I mean, they, they don't condone violence on any level, you know, most of the, you know, I mean, I think you're the only guy I've ever known that <clears throat> has been in as many fights and has won as many fights and, and has as cool <clears throat> of a head about being in a fight as you do. I mean, you are. And I'm not really talking shit here when I say that I've seen you in these situations and you're like William Money in the fucking Unforgiven. You know, it's like it ain't about being a better shot. It's about staying cool, you know. And, like, you you are one of those guys. I mean, you're a gunslinger. I mean, if somebody does cross the line with you, it may not even, you know, it's not just a gunslinger. I mean, this goes way back. You know, you, you step out of line and you slap me with the glove, then it's going to happen. You know, and yeah, you can't always walk away because sometimes when you turn the other cheek, that's when you get jumped, you know. So, you know, by all means, you know, avoid any sort of violence and, and uh, the best you can, you know. But at the same time, you can't, you can only 
take so much or put up with so much, especially from a stranger. Well, that sounds like a Dave Allen kind of song, but uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't much he would take off a stranger. Um, and and that's fine, you know. I mean, in my opinion, you know, if I go out and you know, I, okay, I go I go to a biker bar and there's. 10 bikers in there and the biggest son of a bitch in there just happens to be on my nerve and look a little stupid. I, it's not my place to tell him, you know what I mean? He, it's, he's having his own day. I'm having my own day. You know, all I can do is hope that he doesn't single me out. I'm not trying to single anyone out and start shit with him, you know? I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've never really been about that. Like, you know, I would never intentionally go out seeking trouble. You know, sometimes trouble finds you, and I swear to God, I've been a freak magnet uh, by fruit loops coming up to me, and like, either in a positive manner or a negative manner, just somehow or other, I, I think people just, for some reason, think like, oh, this, I want to talk to this guy, and I don't know, man, there's a hundred other people in the bar that you could talk to, or, you know, down the street, and... You know, why? Why me? You know, like, <laughs> you know. I'm, like I actually told a dude one time, I, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to drink a beer, man. Like you know, get <laughs> off my dick. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care what you're talking about. At that point, it may have seemed like I was being rude, but really, the dude just wouldn't leave me alone. And it was like, God, am I your new boyfriend or something? I don't, I don't know you. You know. So you know, you get. But back to violence is. You know, you, you have the right to defend yourself and defend yours. You know, if I'm sitting at home and, you know, I look outside and somebody's beating on one of my neighbors, I'm I'm, I'm there. I'm right there. Yeah. You know, whether my neighbor's in the right or the wrong, it doesn't matter. He lives beside me, and I have to at least separate it or try to separate it. Or, you know, and, and I don't want to call the police on anyone, but I, but I will. Um if I feel I, if I feel it's needed, you know, I will, I will step up. I will defend mine, and I will, um, you know, it, it will stop. Whether it stops, good or bad, you know, like you just can't go around messing with people, basically. Yeah, and I mean, I think <clears throat> I've certainly been guilty of trying to get a rise out of people when I'm drunk in fucking bars, you know, provoking people, you know, just and. I mean, originally, I think it was like, hey, let's all loosen up and not take ourselves so seriously. But then as I got older and was more of a drunk and more of an asshole, it was really, I'm like, I feel like shit. I'm going to make you feel like shit or whatever. And I, I mean, I'm, I've like pretty much luckily, you know, escaped getting my ass kicked because I probably deserved it a few times in those situations. Um, but like you know, there's this. I mean, this is the real dichotomy with me, and I think the real, the honest dichotomy with fucking any man is like we are, we're fucking, we got the with the, the you know the reptilian cortex. There's part of us that's fight or flight. You know, like we're either gonna we got to either defend ourselves, or we got to get the fuck out of there, and we're designed for that. We haven't we've been the same biological fucking machines for a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand years. I just looked this up yesterday. Modern man, where we are, have had the same size brain, basically the same physiology for 200,000 years. But 200,000 years ago, it was like, you know, them or me. You know, when yeah. you're fucking living on a goddamn savanna in Africa on a field, and it's like there's a lion coming, or there's somebody else that's going to take what food you've managed to find to eat and feed yeah. your fucking, you know, whatever. And we got it in us. To like, hey, that motherfucker coming over here is not over here to share my food. He's over here to take my food. And like, the only thing that's going to stop him is killing him 
or beating his ass so bad that he gets another idea, you know, yeah. to go somewhere else. That's in fucking every one of us. You can't deny that. Like, it, you know, it's, <clears throat> I mean, on the one Very territorial, you know? Very territorial. And as it should be. I mean, you, you just cannot, you just can't do it. You know, it's like there's no excuse for it. I mean, I, Don't get too far from the mic there. It gets uh, real faint. I saw a guy yesterday. He was, went by on his little scooter. He passed me. Right as the light turned green, he actually startled me. And I just kind of gave him like the what the fuck hand gesture look. And he started flipping me off and going crazy. And then he like tried to get me to pull over. I'm like, this kid's riding a scooter. Not, not a cool scooter. Like a little, it was a little liquor sickle. You know, either he lost his license because he was drunk or he was too poor to afford it. Is that what a liquor sickle is? Yeah. <laughs> like one of I heard some redneck say that. I thought it was funny. Um, and then lo and behold, I stopped at light. And I already saw him coming, so I just rolled down the window, and he's like, you got something to say? I said, man, I don't have no problem with you. What the fuck is your problem? Well, I'm in the bicycle lane. I was like, well, you're not on a fucking bicycle, and you passed me. I was just saying, man, I, what if I'd have been turning right there? This van will kill you. you got to mm-hmm. respect the laws of the road. That, and I didn't flip you off. You flipped me off like three times. You gestured for me to pull over. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> I got anger management problems. I said, well, you need to figure that out, man. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't have anger management problems. You do. I didn't do anything to you. You're, you're the one that's going crazy. Like, I'm sorry, sir. I was like, now we're talking like men. Yeah. I was like, be yeah. careful on that thing, man. You know, you can get killed on the road. And, you know, it was a it was a slight case of road rage. But at the same time, it was back like that guy in New York City. I just told him, man, I, I didn't ruin your day. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I, as dim-witted as he appeared to be, I guess he was like, oh, shit, you're right. He's like, I, I got, I'm sorry, sir. I was like, well, now, now we're talking. Now now you're a human being again. A minute ago, you were, you were um, a Neanderthal. There was something wrong with you, you know? Yeah, and so that, that's the, the, the only thing that is stopping us from operating like that because we are inclined to operate like that left to our own devices. It's like, you know, we are animals. We, we are taught. To behave a different kind of way, mm-hmm. like, and if we're not taught, then we're there. We're out there being a problem, yes. you know, to other people. If somebody, you know, you got to have home training, as they say, coming up. You got to get it from your parents. You got to get it from school. Somebody. I mean, you yeah, we're, fucking... we are animals. I mean, it's just like you go get you a dog. You don't teach that dog. That dog's an animal. It's it's not gonna learn anything. You know, it'll shit in your floor. It'll bite you. You know, you have to. You know, that's the, that's the thing about humans is, is we're, we're educated. You know, we have the ability to reason. So I think all animals do. You know, I think if you, a kid is just like a dog, except for, you know, no offense to the parents out there, but you, your little kid is a dog. <laughs> Train it. You teach it. Mm-hmm. Show it the right mm-hmm. way. Do the best you can. You're not the brightest, but, you know, you want your kid to grow up. It's when I see people... Ignorant people breeding, I think, you know, well, we've talked about this before, I'm sure. Good-looking people have good-looking kids. Rich mm-hmm. people have rich kids. Dumb people have dumb kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then the chain breaks and, you know, you know, people go out on their own and become very successful or, or become highly intelligent, you know. But who knows? But generally speaking, an apple tree drops apples on the ground. Yeah. You know? And that's just the way it is. Yeah, and, you know, I, I mean, like I was saying before, like I don't, I say I don't condone it, but I've always enjoyed, you, you know, watching you take those matters into your hands, you know. Like, in some respects, you're like, you're an expression of that part of me, you know. Like, I don't have to do it because I can just be, 
let let Randy do it. I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch Randy do it. But I mean, I know you're also a smart guy. You know, like there's a lot more going on inside you than just being a bad, bad man, as as you have uh, as you have said. And you, who like. To what degree did you get like an education? Did you go to, uh, like, did you go to, did you finish high school? Did you do any college or anything? I finished high school, um, and I lived on my own. I worked a full time job when I did it. Uh, but I finished high school. I promised uh, my mom that I would, and I had opportunity to go to community college. But I was playing in a band and uh, I was selling drugs, and I was just like, I didn't have time for higher education. I just thought I learned. My Bloody Mary was my college education, basically. I, I wish that I'd, I actually do wish that I'd taken a different route. Um, there's there's, there's uh, a lot to be said about you know an education, and I wish that I'd done it. But at the same time, I learned a lot in those five years. You know, I could have gotten a degree and probably been making some good money at this point in my life. But at the same time, I learned a lot out on the road. Uh, I learned a lot about people, and I learned a lot about romance and and uh, music, and you know, war, and I, um, I enjoyed it. You know, uh, was it the best decision I could have made? It didn't work out for me fiscally, no, but you know, it's done. When you're closer to that, like the middle spot of the mic is like the best spot. Right yeah, that is the spot. Yeah, um, these are shitty mics, anyway. Yeah. But you did learn a trade, you know, and that was my dad's thing. Like when I was coming up, he's like, "Now I want you to go out and work construction and go out and and do that shit, so that you will see why I am encouraging you to get an education." Yeah, most definitely. Um, but he would also say, to, you know, my sister would have these friends that were like high school dropouts and shit, and he'd say, like, "Well, those guys would be fine. You just need to get a trade. I mean, they got to learn something, you know, learn some kind of skill." And you did do that. I mean, you've been doing construction, you know, off and on for. Many years, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I can pay most of the bills. Yeah, you know, um, I can, I could say, you know, like, I, I could, I could be so much more successful if I would have, you know, I'm a slacker too, but you know, I, I live my lifestyle the way I like. Um, I, um, I do things a lot of people can't do, but I can imagine how much more fun I could have if I had more money. But you know, um. That takes a lot of discipline too, and I, I, as disciplined as I try to be, and as disciplined, uh, disciplined as I've been, I um, I'm still a slacker, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, shit, you know, there's there's more out there. I just haven't reached out and gotten it. Well, I mean, I don't dis personally define success as making money. I Not define true. it, you know, as like. I mean, you are a successful guy, as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're not like a, a traditional model of it. You're you put your own spin on it, but you always had money in the bank to buy shit you needed like i've known you to buy you go i'll go to auction and buy a car and i was like i can't imagine like i just i'm lucky if i got rent usually you know i was never very good at managing that kind of stuff until i quit drinking you know but you all along have been able to maintain a, a lifestyle of drinking and and doing all of that shit and being rock bands and and holding down a job and having money in the bank and like owning cars and owning stuff and you bought a pa and you buy you know, you got tools, you know. You, I mean, that's successful. Yeah, know? I mean, you know, I, I didn't, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a loser. But You're not a fuck up. Yeah, I fucked up many, many, many situations, but, um. I mean, yeah. you definitely never would drive drunk the whole time I knew you, because you learned your lesson about that. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't drive drunk. You can't afford it, man. <laughs> you know, you might get hurt, but, um, yeah, I mean, I got a DUI, and it was, that's your shit. Yeah. I got a DUI, and it was horrible, man. Um, you know, so, I'm not saying I've never, uh, had a drop of drink and driven them, you know, but. You didn't keep doing it. Yeah, and you got, you got to kind of, you know, weigh your options, you know, what, how drunk you are and what, you know, where you're going, you know, I mean, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, don't drive drunk. You you will regret it. Hear that out there, kids. That's right, kids. Yeah, pull your pants up too. It's not this kind of it's not that kind of radio show. But you know, I mean, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I mean, I wasn't like there was a lot of things, especially with Rick Rick's input in that band, like that were like just shit I didn't agree with. Like I really felt like we should focus on like writing songs and like getting better as a band and. And like he was like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna tell people at the auto bar in Baltimore that we're, you know, awesome, and we should have this much money, and we should have all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't think we ever got to play there. <laughs> we never did get to play there, no. But like, you know, I wanted I wanted to be in a rock band bad enough that I was willing to compromise on a lot of that stuff. And like you, you know, you were the only person that came along. Like I came back to Richmond from New York thinking it was gonna be easy to start a band too, because I started one not even being able to play the drums in new york and found guys that were like like-minded we went into a, a practice space and we started playing and we we made something and we wrote some songs and we did some shit and we started playing shows and like people liked us and i was like well that's all you got to do i mean it's not that hard so i can do that in richmond there's something else going on here it's not that you know it's not that easy you know to just uh there people i mean there may not be a competition but there's an apathy a disinterest you know uh a judgment like nothing's good enough or something. Like I don't know what the fuck it is. I've never right. been able to figure it out either, Curtis. Uh, it's a, it's a, almost like a hoity-toityism that, like you know, people are just like, you know, it's well, a there's a huge ratio of, of bands per capita here. Well, you know, we're in New York. It's not necessarily that everybody's coming to see you. It's just there's just going to be people there. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. a, you know, you can go play shit. You could play. You can play every night of the week and maybe not even have the same crowd or the same members of the crowd even once, you know, because you can go to all the different boroughs, different sections of town, and, um, you know, maybe you get a little name for yourself and maybe you just went out and had some fun because, you know, it's a big, big city. You know, it's, it's well, they do. They have as many people who just don't give a shit there, but I'm talking about finding people to play with that are like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Let's get together. Let's play. Let's, you know, like, you know, they, they have. It's not how well you can play in a lot of cases. It's like, are you cool? Do you like the right shit? You know, do you look good? You know? Oh, yeah. And well, you know, it's a young man's game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, depending on what kind of music you're playing, image is very important. You know, I mean, you know, you can really have, uh, you know, some dude with a mohawk and who he lives in the news. It just wouldn't make sense. Right, you know? right. Put a hat on, son, you know? <laughs> Goddamn blues band. Um, but you know, that's that. Oh, Mike Britt. That's your cousin, right? Mike Britt? Schmidt. Schmidt. Mike yeah. Schmidt. I uh, saw him Friday night and he told me to tell you, uh, hello and that he, that he loved you. Oh, that's nice. Where'd you see him? At our show. You know, it's kind of, when he was young, he looked like you did when you were young. It's kind of a trip. Like he was a steel worker. Like when he was like 18 or 19, he had long black hair, drove a van. He was like, 
always kicking my ass. You know, <laughs> like I was like a doughy ten year old kid. He would just whoop my ass and like, you know, our family owned uh, land in uh, in the country. We had a swimming pool out there, and like you, if you were in the pool, you saw him coming. You got the fuck out of the pool because <laughs> you weren't going to be underwater most of the time. Yeah, he was a fucking scary dude. You know, growing up. But I think he kind of reminded me of him. But, uh, I almost <laughs> forgot, but uh, I did see him, and he told me to tell you. Where did you see him? That late side? Did I pass you that already? Yeah, he yeah. came. He was out at the show, and uh, he kept looking at me. I kept looking at him, and I was like, I don't want to stare at this guy. And at one point, I just walk outside and just click. Oh, that's Mike. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he dated Robin at some point or some crazy shit, didn't he, from Cary Street? He was around Cary Street a lot for a while? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know if he ever dated Robin or not, but um, I don't How'd you meet him? I think I met him at the bar. I think it was at uh, that little happy hour buffet that they used to put out, kind of attracted people. At Cary Street. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there were some characters that came to that thing. There, I always think about this guy, Carl, who used to come in there with his wife and sit with this other couple, and they would, he was just always talking big game, big game. You know, he's going to have Jimmy Buffett come and do this and, like, whatever. Turns out the guy's totally full of shit and gradually his wife figured that out and left him and when she did he swallowed a bottle of pills drank yeah. two bottles of wine and i vaguely remember that guy yeah that is a that is a weird place that carry street I and mean, it's like a hippie bar but it's also like that crazy like old neighborhood like loser bar and it's like pub. <laughs> yeah I mean, the character, I mean, that's some, that dude Steve that used to hang out there. I was just thinking of him when you were talking about that, get, you know, like one dime he decided he was going to fuck with you. Yeah, he was going to take a piece of chicken off my plate and then laugh at me about it. That didn't work out so good for him. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with a man's but Don't mess with a fat man's <laughs> If I, I mean, this is, I, I mean, I, okay, I got to fucking fess up. I think this shit is funny. And like, somebody's got to be drawing the line. In the sand, and like you draw a line in the sand, and I remember the story there is like you were you actually let him get away with it for the most part at Carey Street Cafe, and then you went over to his little basement apartment, and he had like these bamboo samurai swords and stuff, and you like beat him with the samurai swords and broke him over your knee, and I <laughs> yeah, that, am I remembering that correctly? Well, fairly correctly. Uh, we were going to band practice, and uh, Nathan Walker's with me. No. Todd, I think Todd was with me, and I told him I had to make a stop, and uh, I made a stop, and uh, um, there was some cleanup to be done after I left, um, but yeah, he thought he was just going <laughs> to walk all over me, and uh, yeah, there were some other issues there, he was with some people who um, didn't like me, and it was like his like new little crew, and you know, they, they just all scoffed, and dude like took my chicken and, and actually took a bite of it and laughed and then said, I'm not afraid of you. And I said, I don't want you to be afraid of this son of a bitch, but you're going to leave. And he left. And uh next day I went to visit him. And uh, he was very polite after that. And that, yeah, that fellow's no longer with us. No, he passed away. Um, rest in peace, Steve. Mm. He wasn't a bad guy. He just fucked up. He was a drunk. He was a he drunk. Was a hardcore, like... Yeah, he, man, that's how he died. He drank himself to death. 10 a.m. in the morning, and they're having his rum and cokes at the at the bar. Like, he was usually one of the first people through the door I opened that joint. Yeah, he'd be angry if he didn't open it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, obviously you've mellowed, and, like, I mean, and the truth is you can't, like, answer... I mean, pe people can, like, fucking... I mean, you, you bust somebody's ass even if they were in the wrong, and if you, you resorted to... This the cuffs and you know, and they didn't start it like there. You can be in trouble. I mean, you can 
you know, have your freedom restricted. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm married and own a house and have a job. I don't want to mess any of that up. But at the same time, you know, when you're young, you know, I didn't have anything. So, you know, and a lot of times I'd be in situations where no one knew who I was. So, you know, you know, and I'm going to tell you this. I never got my ass kicked when I didn't deserve it. Every time I ever got a beating was because of something that I'd done. You know, I mean, I didn't, somebody didn't just walk, I mean, there was, there was one time where I got jumped and, and mugged, but, and I didn't do anything to deserve that, but, you know, no, that's different. But anytime I ever got my ass kicked, there was a reason. You know, it wasn't like, you know, just some dude ran out of woods and beat me up and ran off, you know, it was just, you know, I'd done something and I was in the wrong and I paid for it, you know, so it's the same thing, you know, you, you just can't fuck with people, it's, it's just not right. Uh, that is a legitimate consequence that I think people got to learn, you know. And I was thinking about this a little while ago. I read some study last night that was saying that rich people are more likely to disobey the rules of society, like, you know, the basic, like, manners stuff, like, whatever, than poor people are. Like, that, that there's this general, like, sense that there's somehow kind of a, I don't even know if it's a conscious thing. They, they, in this study, they're not, like, they took all different kinds of rich people. They weren't, like, just Republicans or whatever. They were, like, as a rich person, as a liberal, as whatever, they did this thing. And, like, one of the experiments they did is they put all this candy out, and they said, hey, that candy's for some kids that we're doing a study with later, but you can have a piece if you want. And to a man, the rich people took more of that candy, the free candy, than the poor people did. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. That's what they do. Yeah, and that's that's rich people have rich kids kind of stuff. I mean, on the one hand, they inherit the shit, but they also inherit the mindset, you know, and, and like, there is a, a lack of fucking respect there, and people, and I guess, you know, on some level, like, the, the, the law is not, doesn't seem to be strong enough to make people pay when they've done shit like that. You got these motherfuckers like Bernie Madoff and whatever that, like, you gave him your money, and then he just spent it on some bullshit. He just moved it around. He played, like, three-card money with it, lived on a yacht, and did whatever the hell he wanted, lost your money, lost your life savings, everything you ever had. And the only thing that's happened to that guy is they've, like, put him in jail. Probably some push jail, too. I mean, he really does, honestly, if anybody deserves to be given, you know, capital punishment, that penalty. I mean, that's that, that guy. Okay, so he didn't take somebody's, didn't murder somebody, but he... But maybe somebody out there committed suicide because of it, you know, or, you know, maybe somebody's future's ruined, or their their, their children's, or their grandchildren's, you know. But, uh, yeah, that dude's a piece of shit, man. And there's yeah, a... I'm in uh, Little Wayne. Let me just go on the record. <laughs> I hate Little Wayne. <laughs> I'd smack the piss out of that boy. <laughs> you want to talk about violence for no reason. There's there's a reason. I can't stand that guy. And what I, is it about him that, you well, know? his face. Yeah, I don't uh, like his face. I don't face like either. his face, and I don't like that... that video where he's stomping on the flag and I know like it might have been a little bit of an accident but it was a huge flag he saw it down there you know like but he kept doing his little shoot and, and he looks stupid man and he's disrespectful and you know it's like fuck that guy fuck him and, and if he has friends fuck them too it bothers me that people would like him at all I mean but like my roommate and I were having this conversation about this yesterday he's like cigarettes exist because people want cigarettes you know for some fucking reason people there are people who want Lil Wayne yeah, yeah and well, I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't understand because when I look at him and then you know I think you know it's like when I went to that Clutch show like 75% of the dudes at that show look like the lead singer of that band 
you know, they're fire plugs with fucking beards and 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 shaved heads, and you know, they're you know built like that guy, whatever. So if you don't feel like like the the world recognizes you for who you are, and there's some guy who's up in the spotlight that looks like you that uh, is getting recognized and getting money and getting pussy and all that kind of shit, then you're gonna like follow him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, Pe- people are easily uh, easily led. I mean, you, you can you can lead people if uh, if you have any leadership at all. You can lead people. You can um, lead them into shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I just I don't know that dude's really on my nerves. I, I can't stand him. And um, how do we get on Lil Wayne? What were we talking I just, about? Just, I was just like, I was just, just like, popped in my head. Yeah, you know, like, you know, I just want to go. You know. I don't stand for much, but I stand against Lil Wayne. Yeah, I don't. I can't. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. The uh, secret society that I I belong to. It, it, at some point, you got to write down all the shit that rubs you the wrong way, and he was on that list. Was he really? Uh huh. It's like you know, like in Pulp Fiction, he goes, uh, "What do you say about um, pork chops?" I don't know. He said, "I wouldn't know because I never eat them." I can't remember. It's, I can't quote it, but uh, it's something about eating. Pigs and pigs being yeah. filthy animals. I, I would never eat the dirty little motherfuckers or something. Like that. I mean, what? Little Wayne might be the nicest son of a bitch you ever know, but I would not know because even if I was put in a situation where I could meet him and talk to him, I would probably decline. We've given him far too much of our attention at yeah. this point. Let's see who else could be here. But so you know, James Gandolfini just died. He was not Tony Soprano. He was a guy who played Tony Soprano. But I would say that you have actually lived more of that lifestyle than that guy. Like, you've had the history of being an organized crime, right? To an extent. Yeah. And you have you've kicked people's asses. I mean, you've been muscle for somebody before, right? Yeah, I've, I've been hired to do odd jobs. Basically a nice guy, but if somebody, you know, crosses the line, they're not going to get away with it, and they're going, they're going to be dealt with, you know, physically. Sometimes violently, not always, but yeah, that's not always, you know. But you know, they, they say hit them where it hurts, and they hit them where in the pocket is 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 hurts way more than getting punched in the jaw. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah, when I was younger, I did some work for some people, and I found it to be really easy. Um, most of the time, people think they can get away with something, and they think they've gotten away with it, and then all of a sudden, you know. You know, it was just like, for example, here's one. Uh, some Latino guys I knew did a lot of work for a man, a lot, and he wouldn't pay him. And he probably thought, wow, man, I just really got over on those guys. They're illegal? Yeah, they were illegal. So they couldn't go legal routes. So they, they had heard about me and they contacted me. Within 24 hours, they had their money. Now, I had a big chunk of it because of the settlement. But that guy, I called him about some work. He told me to come look at it. I came, and we went to the bank, and he drew out the money that he owed those guys. And I told him, I'll come back and do that work that we were talking about. And, of course, at that point, he didn't want me to do it. But at that point, I'd already did it. And I was like, why, why are you not going to give me the work? I'm here to, I'm here to work. I, all I did was ask you to pay for the work that's already been done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was no violence. Um, but he did. We we rode right up to the uh, BB&T and he took out the money and uh, and uh, paid the boys. Well, he paid me and I paid them. Uh, minus my cut. 
And like, obviously, that's like you know, that's the story of like the fucking gunslinger, the guy, you know, the the dude who is that the outlaw that like looks, you know, takes care of you when the law is corrupt, doesn't take care of you, or you can't go to the law. I mean, that's how the mafia got started. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's like this: if somebody came to me, well, granted, when I was younger, if somebody came to me, say, somebody came to me, I want you to go kick Curtis Payne's ass. Didn't that happen? <laughs> I was gonna ask you similar, but somebody but, did offer you money to kick my ass, and, and I didn't do it. Um, but uh, were we we in a band together at that time? No, we we weren't in a band. Uh, but I didn't do it because I didn't know the facts, and you know. So what I was gonna say was, you know, if if somebody came to me and said, Randy, I want you to go um, take care of this for me, this guy here. Um, I don't like it. But what do you do? I just don't like the motherfucker. Well, no, that's fucked up. Then right. I'm in the wrong. Right. Even though you're offering me money to do something bad, I, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that money. But if I know in my heart, and that's part of the reason why I had to stop working for those other guys is because some of the times it was unjust and. You know, it got to be like where it was an order as opposed to a request. And I was like, you know, luckily for me at the time, they, I don't know, they must have liked me or, or, you know, I don't know, maybe it was God intervening. I have no idea. But they, they let me out and they, they could have told me, no, you're going to do it or, or, or you'll pay. But, you know, luckily for me and, you know, and, and the future of, of um, my life and people I've come into contact with. Luckily, I had the option of, of getting out. Some people don't have that option. Um, but when I was contacted by individuals um, about doing a job, if if it didn't seem right, I wouldn't do it. Now, guy comes to me and says, man, this dude's fucking my wife. I want you to kick his ass and I'll give you thousand dollars that dude isn't the one who deserves an ass whooping man he's not married to you you know yeah. it's it's your wife that needs an ass whooping um or basically what you need is a lawyer and a divorce because it ain't worth it right. um because we don't condone hitting women no we don't condone hitting women um in fact i think you once said i mean that is that that is a good reason to break somebody else's arm if they beat on a woman or you warned me about like let i think i had a girlfriend and she and i were getting drunk and getting in a lot of fights and you're like you got to watch that shit man that people will you get your arm broken you'll like you yeah know. because a woman's gonna a woman's gonna have the power. The, the power to um um persuade another man to do her bidding and if someone thinks you're beating on a woman it, there's so many people who are against it and, it, and as they should be um, that, you know, there, there will be consequence. And there's been times where, you know, I've been hired by women because this guy has, um, you know, abused her. Or, uh, you know, there was one where um, a woman supposedly was raped. And it was a very, that's a very strong allegation. And um, I told her, you know, you need, you need to call the law. If he raped you, you need to call the law. Because if he goes to jail for rape, though, he will be punished in jail. Yeah. Um. You know, he'll be punished by over the law. Over and over. Yeah, over and over. That's, <laughs> it don't sound like a good time to me. Uh, some people are into it. But, um, yeah, it, you know, Steve Jones has a song called Freedom Fighter. 
and um, he's on the Fire and Gasoline record. And I really like the song. And I was like, I don't know what exactly he's talking about, but it kind of gave me like a self-righteous point of view about, you know, doing some of the things that, that uh, I ended up doing um, for people. But, you know, when it came to collections, it, if you owe somebody money, well, boom, you're obviously in the wrong because you haven't yeah. paid them. You're not paying your debt, you know? That's their money. Yeah. You, you might, I mean, you stole it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, like, if you borrow money and you don't pay it back, well, then you might as well just stole it, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if, if, and I wouldn't do any of this kind of work now. I mean, it's just not worth the stress of looking over your shoulder. And my wife would not approve of it. Um, she she would like nice things, but uh, she she's uh, not going to have me doing anything like that. And uh, yeah, she's the boss. Well, and this is you know this is really something that like I mean I've I've rec- reconciled my past. You know I I did some foul shit. You know I I had a problem with alcohol and drugs, and you know and during that time I did shit that I shouldn't have done. I lost my mind. You know I got out of control, uh, and. Like, I don't, I don't condone any of that stuff and I don't think it's okay, but like, I still think, you know, in, in every person is some degree of this kind of stuff. And like, I know you and you're capable of stuff that I wouldn't tolerate, like, from anybody else, like, basically. But I know, like, your code, you know, like, I like you, you know, I love you, I respect you, you know, and it is important because I'm not, I'm not capable of, of walking that line like you do, you know, like, I'm, I don't like, I just can't do it. It's not me, but I believe there's a place for it on some level. I don't mean that. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn between, you know, yeah, the law all sorted out and like sometimes people need to be brought up short, you know, and, and they need to be socialized by their the goddamn tribe that they live in, like by their, their neighborhood, yeah. by their peers. Yeah. I mean, we are, everybody comes into this world a primitive, being just like the a motherfucker that was born two hundred thousand years ago on a grassland in Africa, like we come into the world like that, and and it's the dad, and it's the guys in the neighborhood, and it's our teachers and our our coaches and all that stuff that make us into somebody that's not a complete problem. Yeah, you know, a village to raise a child. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, one of my favorite like philosopher kind of guys. I mean, Joseph Campbell is like. You know, women don't have to go through these rites of initiation. They're what it's about. They have babies, you know, in these primitive cultures. You know, they, they are, their role is defined, you know, but like a, a young man has to be transformed in there. Like he has to be given a job and made, given a purpose and stuff. And in those tribes, it involves like pain. Like you are, they cut shit off of you, you know, or cut shit into you. Like you are, you go through a rite of passage. You know, in order to go from that wild ass animal thing into somebody who can be trusted to behave a certain way, you know, and for some people, I don't think that shit stops. You know, like they didn't get it. Oh yeah, some people just—they just don't learn. And I'm glad there's somebody like you out there that does, you know, like you know, has occasionally done that because I I don't know you to be a, a guy who's just cruel. You know, you're you're not a sociopath. You know, you're like an old school fucking. I mean, like I said before, not to romanticize it, it's just the code, it's the gunslinger. You're the guy that's like, hey, I'm not, I didn't come into this trading post to shoot anybody, but if I see them raping a, a squaw, you know. Yeah, they gotta pay. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like that song we did, I didn't come to hear no shit. Yeah. So if you run your mouth, it might get it split. 
you know, um, you know, because I'm, I would love to just think that everybody could just get along, but, uh, if you look out your window, you're going to see people not getting along. So it's it's not far from you at any given point where there's major heated arguments. That's why the prisons are filled and yeah. where people are running wild, killing each other and raping people. And Well, it's amazing that there isn't more of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's laws of God, man, that keep, keep people in control as much as they do. Some people just don't give a fuck. And I would say being an outlaw, as long as you're not, you know, if you're selling a little weed or you know, if you're... You know, whatever it is that you're doing, if, if you're not physically hurting another person or, 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 you know, or even mentally hurting another person, you know, um, there's many forms of outlaw, but to me, you know, I'm not a very religious man, but the, the Ten Commandments are a guideline mm-hmm. of what not to do. If you take out the, the religious aspect of it, it basically says, you know, be cool. Yeah. Don't don't. Hey, that's not your goat. Don't fucking steal it. Yeah, you know? and like that's like. Thou and that's not, not your steal. wife. Don't fuck her. Yeah, and, thou shalt not yeah. kill. Thou shalt not steal. Right. Um. You know that's you know thou shalt not covet thy neighbor. That's you know that means don't fuck with another man's woman. You know what I mean? It's it's like simple shit. There's a billion women out there. I mean, maybe not a billion, but there's a whole there's a whole lot of them. And you know it's like, you know, I'm, you know it's like uh, it's like when a bug flies in your nose. You're like, it sucks. <laughs> Always does. You know, it's like, of all the fucking places that bug could be, that little microscopic little bug, he didn't mean to fly on your nose. Or maybe he did. Maybe he's a malevolent fucker. Why that one little hole that's the size of half a dime, why, how's it wind up there? You know, so that's, that's my thing. And once that bug is in your nose, you're going to kill it. Yeah. Because you don't it's want it. Trespassing, yeah. yeah. The Bible doesn't say much about trespassing, but... Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Like it does actually, but it, 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 it forgive us our trespasses, you know, and and what that means is, you know, transgressions like crossing the line, you know, like not just in the you know geographically, but like you know, I mean, as far as I understand it, the Ten Commandments come out of the Torah, and the Torah literally translates to the law, yeah. you know, and those I, what I understand those that the Jewish people are living as nomads after being slaves in Egypt. They're, they're traveling around in the desert. And if you, you, not only does that law exist to teach you some manners and to basically to like, you don't understand your place, but it, like, if we don't have them, then we can't stay together and we actually need each other. You can't, <clears throat> there's only so free a motherfucker can be. Like you, I don't care how much of a lone wolf you are, you still need other people. You yeah. want to ride your motorcycle? You got to ride it on a road that some other assholes like Bill, Bill. Yeah. somebody's <laughs> yeah. got to build you a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, somebody's exactly. got to pump the gas. You know, there is no, there's nobody that gets to be just completely like free to walk all over other people. Yeah, you know, you got to recognize. I mean, that's just it's it should be common sense. It's not common sense. The only thing keeping most people in line is the law. Instead of recognizing, hey, this is a fucking partnership. Like you do this, I do this. We all play our our part. Yeah, we're know? all in it together. You and know? don't yeah, and don't get and don't cross over somebody. I mean, that's trespass. Don't, yeah. You know, across the line there. Yeah, I mean, people should really just, I mean, I don't want to sound like a hippie, but, you know, like, or some sort of, uh, you know, somebody with a lot of insight. But lately I've, I've come to, to see a, see some sort of spiritualism that um, leads me to believe that, uh, you know, you, you have to, you have to, um, you know, you, 
the, the ultimate goal in, in life is, is, I would think, love. And you have to let love in. You have to be open-minded. You have to, like, forgive. You won't forget, you know, unless you drink too much. But, um, you know, you, you have to um, try to accept and, uh, and you know, understand um, each other out there and, you know, be tolerant. You know, I mean, there's many times where I'm tolerating people that I, I don't like, but, you know, like, fuck, man, I don't know them. It's not my place to judge. You know, and, and it's another thing. You can't judge people because you don't know what the hell they're about. And, like, I'm saying I hate Little Wayne. I don't hate the, the, the guy. I just don't like him. I don't think I would like him personally. I definitely don't like his persona. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't, there's lots of types of people that I may not like, but I don't know them personally, so I can't say, you know. And then there's lots of people I think I don't like, and they come out, turn out to be really good people. Um, then there's some people that I really like, and they turn out to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just the main thing is, is and, you know, what I'm, I don't know when it happened or where it came about, but the main thing I, I think now is, you know, you just, just got to do right by others and do right. By doing right by others, you'll do right by yourself. And if, um, if you just try to be good, you'll be good. Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's not like a, it's not that hard to do the right thing, you know, and, you know, it's like, you know, you know, like, I don't know how to say it or how to make it make sense, but, um, you know, love is the answer. I will say that. And love is, I, I would agree with that. And, uh, those are great words to leave it on. And, uh, I thank you. Thank you. For your time. All right.